time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. You've seen them. Little towns tucked away far from the main roads. You've seen them, but have you thought about them? What do the people in these places do? Why do they stay? Philip Redfield never thought about them. If his dog hadn't gone after that cat, he would have driven through Peaceful Valley and put it out of his mind forever. But he can't do that now. Because whether he knows it or not, his friend's shortcut has led him right into the capital of the Twilight Zone. Episode number 105 of the Twilight Zone was uh, Valley of the Shadow. And uh, Sean, I was, I, I almost outsmarted myself because uh, when I saw the title, I almost thought I'd watched the wrong episode because <laughs> I, I was expecting it to just be called Peaceful Valley, but it's, it's, it's Valley of the Shadow, which does make sense. It just, it just threw me for a second. And, and Twilight Zone, if you were to tell me, had seven episodes with the word Valley in the title, I'd believe you, so uh okay so there's valley of the shadow um yeah i like i i know there are i i, I was like are we really doing this right now? <laughs> no 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 I, when you google twilight zone valley valley of the shadow is the only one that shows up oh what watch it probably turn out that's literally the only one <laughs> it probably is um it's weird because i'm never wrong about things on this show because I, I know there's the one with like the Civil War soldiers and they're frozen. And I want to say that has the word Valley in it somewhere. It's, it uh, has to. Um, uh, looking at the Wikipedia page, as I usually do for, for this uh, episode, uh, mm-hmm. features stock music from 100 Yards Over the Rim. One of my, uh, one of my favorite uh, oh, uh, nice. episodes. Uh, so I, I did uh, tease this uh, a couple episodes ago. There is yes. an actor from Star Trek in this episode. Yes. And I, uh, this should come as no surprise. I uh, did not rewatch this episode. So I'm going to say Sulu. No, uh, though Sulu does uh, show up in a Twilight Zone episode at one point. Um, uh, uh, there's no, if that one's an hour, I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> because, because it's literally the considered to be the worst episode of the series. So if it's an hour long, that that's that's gonna be bad is that um, the is that like the the where it's just the two guys in like an attic and then yeah come, it's 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 the uh it's sulu like and a racist guy in an attic uh you know just yeah. being just being antagonistic to each other and then they both die i think is that really considered one of the worst yes uh actually like at one point no one would run it like it was it was considered that bad that is going to be a very fun episode because uh, to record because I, and listen to, which is why we're doing this, right? Um, right. I <laughs> yeah, um, I because uh, I remember liking that episode. But oh maybe, wow! Maybe it's just my bleeding heart, um, but we'll 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 get there. Today is Valley of the Shadow. Uh, my second it, guess. So, so is... I will I will say this: uh, it is it is actually a very interesting episode um you know for like the 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 conflict but sort of like how things it it, it take it takes some weird turns so i i think that will be fun to talk about i i think yeah and well yeah sorry we'll get there i i imagine that (laughs) a twilight's an episode taking a weird turn (laughs) what a twist 
Uh, so in Valley of the Shadow, we're talking about. Uh, oh, I, I didn't say who the uh, Star Trek uh, character is. Uh, I'm going to it's Scotty, actually. Oh, uh, he was not going to be my second guess. Yeah, um, James. A... James Doohan's missing a finger. You said that two weeks ago. He is. He was. Uh, he was actually at Normandy and uh, and lost a finger. But get the hell could... out of here! Is he Scottish? Uh, no, no, no. He's actually Canadian. Uh, the the whole wow. His his whole thing as a as an actor before before he was you know obviously like iconic on on Star Trek. Uh, was he was a he was a character actor who could do any sort of uh, accent you could you could throw at him. Yeah, and so uh, that was that was how Scotty became Scottish. Is he was he was able wow. to do that is which is funny because uh, uh, Simon Pegg, who did uh, yeah. Scotty in the you know in the the J.J. Abrams reboot, he's he was British. no, he's yeah, he's is, is he actually is he? British or Irish? I mean, obviously it wouldn't matter, but yeah, <laughs> he's UK. Yeah, he's he's from the UK. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like literally, we just lost all of our Irish listeners by me saying, "Yeah, it doesn't matter." It's <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, all Irish listeners. I I, I didn't mean it that way. Um, we are huge in Ireland. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so he's he's from uh, from Canada, but he was you know, just as an actor, he was always able to do uh, accents, and so like that's how Scotty became Scottish, and it's like it's it's funny because. There was some uh, controversy over Simon Pegg playing Scotty because he's he's British, and you know people were like, you know, really James Doohan was from Canada. Wait, so, because they uh, thought because they thought Scotty the, uh, James Doohan was Scottish. Yeah, yeah, literally. That's really really funny. Also, yeah. that is that is so fascinating because Star Trek is like one of the most like influential formative. Uh, uh, you know properties and mm -hmm. it just seems like mm -hmm. i'll just do a scottish accent for this one huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is so awesome am i a star trek fan now no <laughs> <laughs> we talk about it all uh, this all the time i just uh never got into it but wow that that is really cool but uh, you're you're a fan of star trek actors now apparently yes i am i am uh, not, not necessarily the, the series itself, uh, but he was on Juno Beach actually with the uh, the artillery from uh, from Canada. Wow! wow. And uh, he was uh, he was hit by uh, by a German machine gun fire, and uh, he was actually hit by four bullets to the leg. And, and I had to look this up; it's on its uh, his IMDb page. Yeah, he was hit by four bullets to the leg, and his middle finger was shot off, and <laughs> that and, and a bullet also uh, hit his chest. Uh, but but he was saved by a cigarette lighter that had been given to him by his brother. Oh, thank God, man! Yeah, uh, so, Operation Overlord. Wow. So so much like uh, Fifty Cent, he he had a lot of. Uh, he got, I don't think he got shot as many times as Fifty Cent. But, uh, the he, similarities he keep rolling in between James Doohan and Curtis something. Whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever his, his, his actual name is now now we've now we've lost the rap uh, fans too so. oh our second largest contingency uh but he did um he uh uh he did like always try to like he he was very uh very clever at just like never showing that hand <laughs> and so so literally like you think of just star trek i mean he was he was doing that He's doing that character for 30 years and always managed to, to hide his hand. That is crazy. Um, 
and uh yeah so so nobody ever knew that those never part of the character or anything he he was just just having to be missing a finger do you uh, think there's one 50 cent fan and i i i, I can't pull off saying 50 50 cent fan in like 50 cent <laughs> 50 cent uh do you think there's like a, a, a irish 50 cent fan like in kilkenny or something like that that like they're talking about me <laughs> It's okay, guys. I'll listen to episode 105 next week. <laughs> that, that would be awesome. By by the way, if you are, uh, reach out to us on 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 Twitter. You know, say say something. Hey, I'm a, I'm a Twilight Zone from Ireland. Twilight Zone fan from Ireland, <laughs> and I like Fifty Cent. Uh, I, it, 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 sounds, it sounds weird when I say it too. Fifty Cent. Yeah. <sighs> I I just don't think it was made for us. I, I don't think so either, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that's, if that's your thing, that that's fine. We're not saying there's anything wrong with it. We're just saying you know, we're, we're two pasty white guys and, you know, it's probably, probably not, probably not our thing. Oh God. What so, is so, my thing is the Valley of the Shadow. Yes. Which stars uh, James Doohan or, um, I, I doesn't really star him. He's, he's just, uh, he's there. Yeah. He, he's there. He's a, he's a member of the community and, uh, we're following Philip, Redfield, which I went to uh, school with someone named Philip Mayfield, so that's mm. what I was when I uh, basically the same thing. Yeah, basically the same person. This probably happened to him at some point. <laughs> uh, he gets lost uh, uh, on a uh, on, on back roads, so much like the start of Manos Hands of Fate, it's it's basically oh, the same. Thing. God, that and, uh, uh, mystery science theater episode is so good. I mean, I know that's b- very basic, but. Anyway, I'm here on topic. Go. <laughs> it's it, it's it's very basic, but also very factual. Yeah. <laughs> and and let me tell you, the Venn diagram of Mystery Science Theater three thousand fans and uh, Time Enough at Last fans, I, I think that's it's a circle. I would say so. I, I, I apologize to off topic, but it, a riff tracks and Mystery Science Theater are the same thing. Uh, yeah, it's the same. Well, I, I you can't say it's the same guys because, um, you know, like it, it's so if you saw like the the latter half with uh, Mike Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's those three guys like it's, okay. it's Mike Nelson, uh, Bill it. Corbett and uh, Kevin Murphy, who were, you know, Mike uh, Crow yeah. and, and Tom Servo in that series. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's them. So, um I don't know why Tom Servo is just the cutest little robot in the world. A little bit, you know, I'm not sure if he's supposed to be a gumball machine or if he just looks like it. But I don't know. I always thought he, he was. Yeah. I mean, no, no offense to the Crow fans out there because no, you God, know, no. don't alienate them. But, but Crow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, same same guys. And uh, I, uh, my wife and I are, are both uh, huge fans of, uh, of Rift Tracks. So, yeah. Uh, so anyway, back to the episode. Uh, Philip Redfield is lost uh, somewhere in New Mexico, and he's trying to get gasoline and, and directions. Um, but uh, things don't go out, don't go well for him. Which, if uh, you so- were to tell me there was a Russian tank right now in New Mexico <laughs> out of gas and looking for directions, I would believe you. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> um, I. How would they have gotten there, though? I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> I, I mean, how would they have gotten there? 
<laughs> it's like the it's like the sonar thing last week. Like that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing I felt. That's how lost they are. <laughs> how oh, could Lord. you get that lost? It's like yes, that's the that's the joke. And then you know, of course, you followed up with uh, in Russia, way loses you. Uh, exactly. Uh, so he, um, <clears throat> so his dog tries to chase a cat. Yeah. And uh, because of that, he ends up seeing some things he's not supposed to. And, uh, uh, you know, so ultimately he learns that uh, this is a really weird town. Yes. Very weird. And, and um, New Mexico. That tracks. And, well, yeah. I mean, what would you expect from New Mexico? Whew, I mean, just a bunch of meth. And now we've lost New Mexico. Sorry. <laughs> We're we're gonna lose like literally our entire audience before this before this episode. <laughs> that fifty cent fan in Kilkenny went to the uh, New Mexico State University. <laughs> he, he did, and he's he's just furious and loves crow. Um, so so basically, he 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 sees a series of unfortunate events that he's he's yes. not supposed to, and because <laughs> of that, the uh, the town decides to um. So well, they decide to tell him what's going on, and uh, they say that uh, the the town leader says that um, they have uh, you know technology that was given to them by a great man of science uh, that they I, I I guess they 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 never right come right out and say he was an alien, but uh, no, you know, much, I mean, like, much like the the meme, it was the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> um god i wish i could grow hair like that um yeah i i i just assumed it was you know like a to serve man kind of situation yeah. but actually on the level uh yeah and and you know they they said that they're supposed to uh you know uh supposed to teach people when men learn the ways of peace so yeah i, I guess that's that's basically beating us over the head with the fact that it's it's an alien. Yeah, I did kind of question their motivation to like, all right, we'll tell you, um, but it, it kind of gets uh, gets answered at the end. Yeah, and so they give him a choice of. Uh, uh, well, I'm not sure they give him much of a choice. They just say that you've you've got to stay here for the rest of your life as a as a nice little citizen of of Peaceful Valley. Which you know, I I I don't think they ever actually say how many people are in the town, but if you're a journalist and the town has like twenty people in it, that's that, that's not going to be a very exciting place for you to be. It seems like you could just have a conference call instead of writing articles. Basically, you you wouldn't even need the conference call; just yell it down the street. <laughs> At that point, you're just a town crier. So I could see why maybe he would be a little reticent to stay in the town because of course, you know, of course, we don't know where he was going or anything, but uh, you know, let's just say it was LA. He, he were, he's a journalist in LA and in, in my head canon, he's a journalist <laughs> in LA. You know, he, he worked his way up, paid his dues. And now suddenly he's told he's got to stay in the, uh, stay, stay in the sticks with the, uh, with the, the creepy uh, children of the corn people. What bugged me so much is that they talked about um, they got this technology 104 episode uh, 104 years ago, right? But it's episode 105, and I'm like, could you not just like, or it's episode 10? What is that? 
Okay. This is episode 105, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like you can't just say like why is that? whatever. Uh well, you know, most people probably weren't thinking in that terms. They were thinking about <laughs> it in, in terms of uh, you know, ep- uh, season 4 episode 3. Very true, very true. Uh so so there's a couple things that that bother me about this. So, first of all, I I have to take the uh the side of uh, of Philip here, because the, the thing yes. that popped into my mind was uh, was Harry Potter. Uh-huh. Like, you know, so these people can, you know, can make anything they want. Why aren't they helping people? Like, like even even if you're not telling people where it's coming from, can't you anonymously do some stuff to to help out? True, true. I my my initial response to that would have been, well, they have to wait for men to accept peace or whatever they say. But you're right; they could do stuff anonymously. I mean, they can bring people back to life. But I don't know. Maybe maybe a, a founding tenant of their group is you know the the butterfly effect because um, they're all big Ashton Kutcher fans. Well, I mean, what they can do is, you know, just every once in a while, go out and and uh, go out into the real world and find some people in need and help them. You know, just go from town to town like Bruce Banner in the uh, Incredible Hulk series. These are just selfish, selfish individuals. You're right. Just, just like all of the people in the Harry Potter universe, because they can, <laughs> they can wave a little stick and make anything they want. So why is there any any hunger or bad things in the world? Answer me that, J.K. Rowling. Oh, man. That really ruins the entire series. D- doesn't it, though? Yeah, they, I mean, and God, it's it's just so, like, stuff like that's so easily explainable. Like, you know, that, well, there's a finite amount of, like, magic energy in the universe or something. Yeah, but they never say that. Nope, they never it's do. It's just a just that these people choose to be jerks and and not help everybody. You know where I found zero plot holes? Mike. Uh, I always want to say Mitchus, right? Uh Righteous Mike, written by Keith uh Keith Conrad, available yeah. from Eckhart's Press. You were not paying attention because there, there's plenty <laughs> of plot holes if you look closely enough. That, 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 that's the, the the ship falls into a giant plot hole as well. <laughs> That's how they. That's how they go back in time. They they fall into a giant plot hole. Yeah, I was really, really, uh, you know, disappointed that the author of uh, Righteous Might did not discuss, you know, the grandfather paradox um, or other time travel. <laughs> you should have spent like six hundred pages on just talking about Shaw. There's there's literally a chapter called the grandfather paradox. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> And uh, one of the characters says, I never got that because if I wanted, <laughs> if I travel back in time, I, I liked my grandfather. Why would I kill him? That's the, the same uh, situation Fry put himself in in Futurama. That's true. That It gets very complicated in that. In that <laughs> um, which d- does lead to my favorite line in all of Futurama, uh, where uh, Professor Farnsworth says, oh, great. A lesson in not changing the past from Mr. I'm my own grandfather. <laughs> oh, so good. How did that show get canceled twice? Ah, it's coming back, though. So that so that's good. Um, so as if to actually sort of answer our questions here, um, you know, he Philip is uh, talking about, hey, why aren't you uh, helping these people? And and they they try to make the case, hey, you know, people couldn't handle this. Uh, 
you know, this, this technology. And as if to prove their point, <laughs> the second he gets access to their machines, what does he do? He finds the file for a gun and it's done. <laughs> And definitely uses it to kill people later. Yes, that that's that that's what he does. Like that, he has access to all that. He could have made, you know, there, he didn't even look. Like in the in the file folder, there in, under <laughs> I, there may have been uh, uh, literally a, a card for invisibility cloak, and you put it in there, and it'll make you invisible, like like Harry Potter, actually. Oh my but, god! But he doesn't even look. He just immediately goes to the drawer that says G for gun, and it, it's funny because um, you know. So so this episode came out in, in obviously January of sixty three, yeah. and so it's supposed to be really advanced technology, but they're using <laughs> technology from the sixties because in order to make anything, you actually put punch cards into this machine. It is so awesome but the like your point of the first thing he does it's just so funny because they're like well you know you can't leave because you know men have to we have to make sure that this power is 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 harnessed correctly and you know goes toward peace and not violence and he's like whatever i'm not gonna do that and then he's just like <laughs> i'm imagining Literally. him like at a keyboard like like finger typing g u n <laughs> Yeah. The second their back is turned, he's making a gun. <laughs> it is so awesome. I love this episode. Which, which literally, you know, he could have he could have found he could have figured out a way to uh you know to get out of there that wouldn't involve hurting or killing anybody. But no, literally the first thing he thinks of is well, if Flight. only I had a gun. It's it's a wall, there's not a roof, there's not an invisible roof, you know, he could fly. Like the, the he's like the the answer to good guys without a gun is a is a bad guy <laughs> with a gun. Like that's his that's his philosophy. I and I I guess you know in that sense it is a you know cogent message you know. So. Although for all the for all the uh, you know NRA fans out there uh, listening to the podcast, which I, I'm sure is a, a contingent as well, <laughs> um, really narrowing I mean, down. If they had guns, they would have been okay because they they, they could have defended themselves, right? I mean, it is true. It is true. If they had their own guns. I, I guess they could have. It is. It is funny because that could like this episode really could have taken a turn of just like you know like two kids playing like, well, I have a gun. Well, I have a bazooka. Oh, well, I have a a bomb. Well, I have an H bomb. I forget which one's more important. Um, but yeah, it, 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 they really could have like just escalated from there, which would have been a, another pretty solid message. Well, like, uh, on the, uh, uh, Futurama where, uh, uh, you know, they're doing the, the wizard of Oz thing. And, uh, I think Zoidberg needs courage. And, yes. uh, <laughs> Farnsworth is the wizard of Oz says, you don't need courage. Here's a gun. <laughs> It's true. It is very true. Uh, so he basically uh, takes a gun and kills everybody that uh, that he sees and tries to escape. Um, but uh, ultimately, it turns out that this was basically just a, a, a little simulation they were putting him through to, to see what he right. would do. And uh, because of that, they say the law calls for his execution, but he's got a clever idea. And so basically, they, they turn back the clock uh, to him 
as he's arriving in town and uh, basically erases everything that uh, that happened. So the woman that he fell in love with, she did kind of say that she grew feelings from her, but she was always like uh, like working for the town, right? Well, she said, you know, he 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 basically does the uh, the the oft recycled line, you know, was nothing real, and and she says, yeah, 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 yeah it, it was kind of real. Gosh. Um, and, and then at the end, he actually sees her, and I and I I wondered, you know, one of the notes that I made was, uh, does she remember him, or was everything like reversed? Whoa! Now we're talking. Um, I guess because she she kind of cries at the end, right? She's not really. I, I I didn't see her crying, but she's definitely like she she's looking at him and, and she looks kind of sad. Which you know can be disc- can be uh, confused with a reaction to deja vu. So who knows? Um, confused uh, uh, for for deja vu or just <laughs> seeing a guy that the first thing he did when he had access to literally anything <laughs> was to make a gun. You see, little towns tucked away far from the main roads. You've seen them, but have you thought about them? Have you wondered what the people do in such places, why they stay? Philip Redfield thinks about them now, and he wonders, but only very late at night, when he's between wakefulness and sleep in the twilight zone. Cabotron?